0: This is Stanley bringing you the Sound Doctrine of the Bible. Under God, I conducted Sound Doctrine seminars in 1997, 2007, and 2012. The talks of these seminars are now made available to you in segments of 10 to 15 minutes each. They are for your enlightenment and edification. We continue from what we saw in the previous segment. When we talk about the discernment of different spirits, there is a danger we need to avoid. There comes a tendency to shut off all the manifestations of the Holy Spirit. Becoming suspicious
1: of any move of the Holy Spirit, including the genuine work of the Spirit. Now we should not go to that extreme. That is like throwing the baby along with the bathwater. Now we need to maintain a healthy balance. On one side, the authority of the Scriptures, and the other side, the power of the Holy Spirit. Holy Scriptures and Holy Spirit. Authority of the Holy Scriptures and power of the Holy Spirit. If it is all Scriptures, Scriptures, Scriptures and no Spirit, you will dry up. And there is another group or there are many groups, only Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. And no Scriptures. You will blow up. Christianity
0: that emphasizes only the prominence of the scriptures and it is empty of the power of the
1: Spirit, that is dead Christianity. Having a form but denying its power. On the other hand,
0: Christianity that is energized by the power of the Spirit, but which does not emphasize the prominence of the Scriptures,
1: that is a dangerous Christianity. So what is necessary is to keep both together in a proper tension. The Bible speaks of both. The Bible speaks about the comfort of the Holy Spirit, And the Bible also speaks about the comfort of the Holy Scriptures. Now we all know about the comfort of the Holy Spirit. But we may not be aware that the Bible also speaks about the comfort of the Holy Scriptures. Romans 15
0: and verse 4. Whatever things were written before were written for our learning. That we through the patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope.
1: Praise the Lord today during this church age we have the dual companionship. Dual companionship. Companionship of the holy scriptures. And companionship of the holy spirit. We are called to be filled with the Holy Spirit. That's what we read in Ephesians 5.18. At the same time, we are called to be filled with the Holy Scriptures. That's what we read in Colossians 3.16. Ephesians, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Colossians 3.16, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom. If we don't hold the word of God and the power of God together, we will be deceived. Turn with me to Matthew for a similar situation in which Jesus Christ very clearly stipulated this. 22nd chapter and verse 29. They were asking him a very funny question about resurrection. And Jesus answered and said to them, You are mistaken not knowing the scriptures nor the power of God. Two things they don't realize. They forgot the scriptures. They ignored the power of God. So Jesus said, You need to hold both together, only then
0: you will not be mistaken in the understanding of God's plan. We must be scriptural and we also must be spiritual.
1: We must be spiritual and at the same time we must be scriptural. We must hold both together. The Word of God is the sword of the Spirit. Without the Spirit's help and anointing
0: and enablement, the Word of God cannot be properly applied. If we try to study the Word of God without the anointing and enablement, then the Bible will become a mere religious book. It is no more the sword of the Spirit. And several questions concerning Christian life and ministry and move of the Spirit, I have answered in my book titled, Frank Answers. If each of you would take a copy, most of your questions will find an answer. I'm continuing to write the
1: other questions. we just just
0: about 45 minutes or an hour before us. And during that time, I want to talk about this balance. You know, I said the Holy Spirit and Holy Scriptures, the Bible and the power of God. I'm going to talk about balance.
1: In all spiritual issues, unless we maintain a balance, we will go eccentric and off-tangent. What is the meaning of that
0: word balance? It is not middle of the road position. It is balance,
1: it is not neutrality. Many times we mistake neutrality for balance. If you become neutral, you go nowhere. Suppose you take an automobile car and you put it in the neutral gear. You know what will happen? It will slide according to the slope, backwards or forwards. Neutral Christians are a liability for the kingdom of God. Then what is balance?
0: Balance means you are holding both the extremes together and giving due emphasis to each according to what the scripture gives and bringing it into a proper focus.
1: I'm going to talk about six helps to maintain balance in Christian life and ministry. Number one.
0: Proper understanding of trinity. That's why we spent almost one full day talking about trinity. When we understand the functional order of each of the three persons of trinitarian Godhead and fit ourselves into that framework, it is very difficult for us to go off balance.
1: For example... There are groups which always talk about father, father, father and only father.
0: So they go to the extent of saying Jesus
1: is not God. And who are those people? Jehovah Witnesses. So that is because of an eccentric emphasis. Very sincere people very dedicated people. They will go house to house to preach their doctrine because they sincerely believe that what they preach is the truth. They don't spend money in buildings. They spend money in mobile units taking the message out into the world. How did they get it all wrong? They began to emphasize only the fatherhood of God and left the other things. Now there are other groups of people. Only Jesus. Jesus, 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 only Jesus. The result? Unitarians. And there is another group, or there are many groups, only Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. When you say Father, they don't get excited. When you say Jesus, they don't get excited. The moment you use the word Holy Spirit, they will jump to the roof. Now, those people are open to all sorts of religious deception.
0: So if you keep all these three together in the proper place and role as we have studied during this seminar, you will not
1: go into deviations. Second help, emphasis of the centrality of Christ. Emphasis of the centrality of Christ. Father is in heaven. The sun is in heaven. Only the spirit is here. But we are called Christians. We are not called Spiritians. So, the
0: emphasis of the centrality of Christ, because Jesus Christ is the theme of all the Old Testament types, and figures, and shadows. And Jesus or Christ is the substance of all that we read in the Old
1: Testament. Same way in the New Testament. In the Gospels, we see Jesus Christ as the Prophet. He comes from God with a message from God to the people. In the Epistles, he is a priest. He ever lives by the right hand of God to make intercession for us, for us people. And when you come to Revelation, He is king. Prophet, priest and king. Gospels, epistles, revelation. So all Christian growth should be into Christ. Turn with me to a very vital passage, Ephesians, 4th chapter. Look at verses 15 and 16 and underline where I stress. Speaking the truth in
0: love may grow up in all things into him who is the head Christ.
1: When you grow, you see you have you see a lot of trees. Some trees go straight towards the sky. Some trees come towards the building. So they are both are growing. One is growing straight, the other is going uh, crooked. That's what is the figure here. in all things. But where? Into Christ. All
0: your religious experiences, all your spiritual knowledge, everything should finally lead you into Christ. He is central.
1: And we read in verse 21. If indeed you have heard Him and have been taught by Him, the truth is in Jesus. Please underline in your English Bibles. also in by more. The truth is in Jesus.
0: I give you an exercise. You go to all the epistles and also the Acts of the Apostles. Whenever there was a problem that propped up in the early church, For solution, they always began with the gospel of Jesus Christ. From there, they worked out all the solution. Because all truth is concentrated and personified in
1: Jesus. But Colossians had a problem. Second chapter, 6 and 7. As you have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in Him. That's why I said, beginning and continuation and culmination, all in Christ, rooted and built up in Him. 18th verse and 19th verse. If you don't do that, you will be defrauded. Why? Verse 19. You are not holding fast to the head from whom all the body receives its nourishment. If you are not holding on to the body, if you are not holding on to the head, you will get into all fraudulent means. You will even go to the false humility, worship of angels and all so-called supernatural things, you will get involved in. But
0: if you are rooted and built up in Christ, and if you hold on to the head, then your chances of
1: deviation are minimized. Thirdly, third help to maintain balance, study the whole counsel of God. Study the whole counsel of God. I mean the entire Bible always keep in focus
0: the overall understanding of the scriptures. Any doctrine that is studied in the total context of the Bible will not deviate us from
1: the main track. What are the
0: four benefits of the scriptures? We have read that so many times without opening your Bibles, let me see. Second Timothy three sixteen and seventeen. Profitable unto
1: doctrine. Number two, reproof. Number three, correction. Number four, instruction in righteousness. What are all these? Doctrine, what to believe, that is doctrine. Reproof, what to repent of, correction, what to reform, instruction, what to practice. If you do that, in English Bible
0: it says the man of God will be complete. He will not be incomplete and he will not be off balance. He will not be tilting on one direction. But he will be a complete balanced person.
1: The Bible speaks to us about the past, the present and also future. The past is the teacher for the present. And the present is the trainer for the future. That's how we link the history. Past teaches us for the present and present trains us for the future. We'll continue our study in the next segment. God bless you.